Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now welcome everybody on Facebook today. And I want to share and I want to honor my husband today. He's, he's so faithful. He had one day off and he come up here to tag stuff or to get the carpet I don't know, but it took him hours, I can say that, because I was home studying. And so the natural is just as important. I'm going to talk about some of that today, that it's not just praying, because we can make praying an idol. And I'm going to share about that too. But I want to start first with <clears throat> um, Thursday night, I had a dream, and I was on my way to out of town Friday through probably about a week and I, after that dream I couldn't go. God's so good, he'll just confirm his word with signs following. He'll give you dreams, he'll give you visions, he'll speak to you through people. It's important to listen to people that pray. And it's important not to think you already know and that it's not important what they say because a lot of times it's, it's life or death. And it's big decisions. I mean, you can make the wrong choice just by, I already know, I already know I'm going to do this, and that's predetermined ideas. Those things are not God. We're led by the Spirit. The sons of God are led by the Spirit, not by the flesh. The flesh is in enemy. It's going to do the opposite of what the spirit wants until it gets bigger than the flesh. That's why he said, I must decrease, Paul, so he may increase. I must die daily so the life of Christ can be shown to the world. So I don't want to start that deep yet. <laughs> cause that, but in my dream, it was just, whoo. And I believe it was an angel, Charlotte. I told her about it that day and I appreciate her being here. She's having a lot of surge things going on in her mouth. But I had a, that's prophetic too, but in my dream, it was an angel. And he was, I believe he was uh, black. He was not white, I know that. And he came, it was like we were under him. Because I didn't know till the next day he was an angel, but God showed it to me. But we were under him as a church. And isn't that interesting? Because Mama really loved black people. And all of us, but, you know, she had a heart. And so uh, he said to me, stop what you're doing and fast and pray. He didn't ask me. He said it to me. So the title of this message is Stop What You're Doing and Stand in the Gap. No matter what it is you're doing, 
if it's sin, if it's compromise, if it's lethargy, if it's works, if it's pride, if it's unbelief, stop that and make intercession. And that was the dream. So it took me all day Friday to process, and I'm like, God, okay, I have a choice to make. What is the choice between righteousness or evil, really? Choosing my own way. So let's look at Isaiah 59, because he said, oh, I forgot this part. <laughs> he said, I want you to stop what you're doing and pray 59 minutes a day. And I'm like, 59? God, 59, what does that mean? And I'm like, I, I want Isaiah 61. I want Isaiah 60 where all the good things come. But when I looked at Isaiah 59, let's look at it. I'll, I'll just kind of, I got some verses highlighted for the sake of time. Isaiah 59, it says, Behold, verse 1, The Lord's hand is not too shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. <coughs> but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, and he will not hear. Verse 4, None call for justice nor pleads for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies and do mischief and bring forth iniquity. Verse 5 is important. They hatch cockatrice eggs, which is evil, <laughs> and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs dies, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. In other words, a cockatrice egg multiplies evil. So if it's ever birthed, it's not just us doing evil, it multiplies. Okay, let's go to verse 8. The way of peace they know not. If they choose the evil, there is no judgment in their goings that have made them crooked paths. Whoever goes that way will not know peace. <coughs> Sorry. Therefore is judgment far from them, neither does justice overtake them. They wait for the light, but behold obscurity for brightness but walk in darkness verse 16 you can read the whole you know chapter at home but and he saw that there was no man and wondered where was the intercessor therefore his arm brought salvation unto himself and his righteousness it sustained him so what did he do what did God do when there was no intercessor? Excuse me. He put on the helmet. He put on the helmet of salvation. The enemy don't want this to come forward because I was fine and got sick when I was at the church. He don't want it to come forward, but it's coming forth in the name of Jesus. So pray in the spirit so it can flow maybe under your breath. <clears throat> he saw there was no intercessor, but this is what God did. Verse 17, he put on righteousness as a breastplate. He chose righteousness. Jesus chose righteousness instead of birth and flesh, instead of birth and evil. And a helmet of salvation upon his head, 
and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. So what do we have to do? We have to choose. Do I want righteousness or I don't, do I want evil? We don't think our own way is evil sometimes. But he says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in it there's destruction. What seems right to us is not always the call of God on our life. So we can put on righteousness, which is choosing life, choosing his will, with the helmet of salvation on our head, with the word of God, and we can put on zeal. We can have zeal for the call on our life. So he says if we'll do that, in verse 19, the spirit of the, the enemy will come in like a flood, so he'll try to make you intimidated to stand in the gap. But he said the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he can't defeat you. In fact, someone asked me, do you want to go back and fight? And I said, why do you want to? They said, why do you want to fight? I said, because if we don't fight, which means stand in the gap, we will be defeated. We see right here in verse 2, they were in iniquity. Some of our children are in sin. Some of them are in divorce. Some of them are in broken relationships. But he's telling us how to get them out of it. And it's through standing in the gap. Standing in the gap means that I go before um, God through Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit takes my prayers to Jesus and he takes them to God. Because, because he chose righteousness, the Bible says he stands at the right hand of God making intercession for us right now. And there's been several dreams that Mama was still interceding. In fact, Dr. Uh, Dr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks told me, I believe she's still praying I'll get there when I used to visit him. He said, your mama led me to the Lord, and I believe she's still fighting for me to get there. And my first thought was, don't make her an idol. But then as I thought about that, he had faith in her walk with God. He had faith that he could get to heaven because somebody stood in the gap for him. Isn't that good? So we can look at Isaiah 60 and see some of the things that we would get if we do that. And some of the things that we would get would be, um, I'll let y'all read that one at home. Let's go back to Isaiah 58. He says, cry aloud, spare not, lift your voice like a trumpet. He's telling them to stand in the gap. Verse 5 says, why do we fast? I was sharing last night that sometimes we think fasting is for us, I mean for God. We're doing God this big favor. But why did the disciples say, why couldn't we cast out that demon out of that child? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. So fasting's for me to believe. Fasting is, I've got this situation, and I'm in turmoil about it, and I don't know how it's going to end. Charlotte, would you give me one of them cough things? I don't know how it's going to end. Okay, I look at somebody that came to my house, 
And I'm like, God? And I look at that enemy in her eye, and she's staring at me saying, I got, I got your person. So I have a choice. I can do evil. I can knock her out. <coughs> or I can stand in the gap. <laughs> you know, one, I've told y'all before, one time I, I was praying over Josh. He was little. He's like five. He was being so rebellious, you know. And anybody knows Josh knows, you know, what y'all saw is a, a pure heart. Well, <laughs> I was just on my knees in that trailer at the river. God, take this rebellion out of my son. And the enemy, you know, it was longer than this, but the enemy said, I've never heard him say anything else to me. He said to me, I said, I said in my, in my uh, intercession, he's just a little boy. And the enemy said, I don't care. And I don't care about the rest of them. And something rose up in me, which was Holy Ghost. I got the, and I mean, I started fighting and pulling that thing down. But what do you do when years later you need to pray again? Paul said, I travail again until Christ is formed in you. So when we see things like we got an answer in prayer for that building up town months ago, I don't know how long, maybe a year. A buyer's coming, a buyer's coming. Okay, it hadn't happened. So when I drive by and go to the bank or whatever, I feel sick or grieved, and I was, okay, God, what I do? Travail again. Right. Stand on the promise, but if it don't ever seem to happen, get in there and pray again. Who, who's an example of that? Moses. 40, <laughs> whew, 40 days and nights on the mountain, come down, and they're making false gods. He went up again. Saved the children of Israel. Saved a nation. Esther saved the children of Israel. Saved a nation. And so, another example, I love this one, because I love the spirit of Elijah, because he puts pressure on flesh. He's hard on our flesh, but he makes us change. The spirit of Elijah, the Bible said, and Malachi is coming back in the last days. So it's a spirit. It's, it wasn't even a person. It's the spirit of God. And he told it not to rain for three and a half years. <laughs> Woo, that's some power. So it didn't rain. And then he starts hearing. Sometimes in prayer you got to hear before you see. Most of the time. He starts hearing, and he said, told his servant, he said, go see if it's raining yet. Six times. And then the seventh time, I think the seventh time is when he heard the sound. And the Bible says he got into a fetal position. He got into a position of birthing. He put his head between his legs. He ran up there, and he told Ahab, he said, you better go or this rain's fixing to destroy you. And Ahab starts running. And here's Elijah, oh, travailing, giving birth. And all of a sudden, he knows the rain's fixing to start coming. And he runs. There's a spiritual force that came on Elijah that he outran the chariot of Ahab. 
the Spirit of God will come upon you when you get in your positions. Ephesians chapter 2 says we sit in the heavenly realm. We sit up there with Christ. We're joint heirs with him. So he's saying to the church today, will you stand in the gap? Will you stop what you do and stop what you're not doing or whatever and stand in the gap because the rain's coming. But he needs people to birth the rain. The rain didn't come till Elijah travailed again until he got in the birthing position and wailed and prayed. And it talks about he called forth the rain. Woo! The Bible said, call those things that be not as though they were, but I can't do that unless I hear it. I can't do it unless I hear it or I see it. I have to get on my face and God has to show me these things about my children because to keep, to, or ourself, myself, because sin separates us from God. So, isn't that good, what God said? Elijah. And I've told y'all a bunch of times because it was such a miracle when I had my babies. But I saw something more about it. Talking about the all truths parallel. So we can't just do the supernatural. We've got to do the natural. I didn't know how to do this. I never heard about it. Holy Ghost, six months or so. And my mother-in-law was saying, you need to go to the doctor. You can't have a baby. da 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 And we had tried for a year and no baby. And I was... But somehow, God in me, because I spent time with him, because you don't even have to know how to do this, he'll show you, because he does the birthing through you. Romans 8, 26 through 28, the Spirit of God, when we don't know what to pray, because he's going to pray the mind of God. So he prayed through me. I was just worshiping him and praising God. I don't, don't even think I was focusing on that. And all of a sudden, something sprung up in me. I'm sure it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the spirit of Elijah, raised up in me, and he started aggressively speaking in tongues. You know you can prophesy to yourself. David encouraged himself in the Lord. We didn't, I didn't even see that until last night. I was like, I prophesied to myself. If nobody else is calling you, get in prayer and let God speak to you. Because out of my mouth, after just aggressive intercession, and I don't know, I don't know, my Sunday, I'm like, what is this? And all of a sudden, come out of my mouth, I'm going to give you a baby because of your faithfulness. So when my husband got home, I said, we're going to have a baby, we're going to have a baby. And he laughed in my face. Then what happened? Three months, had the baby. So we see right there, and on the spiritual side, there came the prophetic word. I stood in the face of adversity when I was laughed at. I stood on that word. The third part was the natural. Something in the natural had to happen to have a baby. It's not just going to happen because you pray. <clears throat> in fact, you can make idol a prayer, prayer an idol by making it all about you. You can make prayer an idol by feeling self-righteous about it, and I do enough because I pray, and none of the natural things get done. Your promise won't never come, I'm telling you. If you're waiting on someone to come do it for you, if you're waiting on whatever you're waiting on, we came against procrastination last night because that is religion. 
One day it'll happen because I pray. No, it's going to happen when you do the natural side. It's going to happen when you put the building in the paper or get it ready to sell. It's going to happen. Carpet, but we're standing in some of the promises. Can you look back on your life and see some things that have happened in your life? Well, how did that happen? You birthed it. You might not even known you done it. When you was in the nighttime and you was spending time with God and all of a sudden there's a manifestation because it's intimacy with God. He said, I wrought you in the secret place. He said, when you pray, go close your doors. So there's a time with God that's intimate and you let him come upon you, his spirit, and then something bursts out of that. And if it don't ever birth out of that, then we're not doing something. It's on our end. It's not on God's end. It's usually the natural. Y'all see what I'm saying? Yes. So, y'all know I was praying what I should do about my apartment because the six months is coming up. And it was two or three months. This is another thing. Don't get ahead of God. I remember calling Tim one time and said, I just want to come home. But I couldn't. We can't get ahead. We can't just do what we want to do. We've got to let it be birthed. So you can tell when somebody's birthing because they're going to bring it to prayer and everybody's going to have to hear it for a while. Everybody's going to have to. You remember, Mama, you say, I just talk everything out. I feel sorry for Tim and Julie and Charlotte because I talk everything out. But I'm birthing and I can't move. And my husband has had the greatest wisdom, some of the greatest I ever heard. He said, Angie, whew, when have you moved, you know, moved, done something when you weren't released? I said, never. He said, that's what I'm talking about. You can't go till you're released, no matter how much he wanted me to. So what happened? Woo, Holy Ghost. He's teaching. He's teaching. He's teaching. What happened? I was just praying about it. I left here one day. There was a breakthrough anointing in this house because I can leave other churches and be the same. I'm just telling y'all. Be grateful for what you have. But when I left here one day, I think it was after teaching like this, and I went home and I looked in my Bible, Zechariah 2. I don't even want to say what it said. Y'all can go read parts of it because I'm online. But basically, daughter of Israel, be released. Be released from anybody that puts you in bondage. Be released from anybody that's self-seeking. Be released from anybody that's promoting self. Be released. Be released. I still didn't do anything. It was three weeks later, at least. I walked out of somewhere one day, and the Holy Ghost spoke. See, the first thing was the written word, Zechariah 2. He said, let everything be established by two or three witnesses. Don't just move on a whim. Don't make big decisions on a whim. Let it be established. So he gave me Zechariah 2, the written word. And then when I walked out of this particular place one day, he said, 
If it hadn't bore fruit in three years, cut it down. Have you spent three years doing something and people chose what they want? Cut it down. I'm, I'm talking to y'all. Don't do that anymore. I was like, okay, God, was you telling me? <laughs> I still didn't have peace. If there's still turmoil in you, God's not through. When's he through? When he's done the work in you. When there's completely, you've died to it. You didn't go on and do your own thing. Then he'll release you or he'll tell you what to do. So third thing was three weeks ago in here again. Well, I went on a fast. I went on a fast. And after I left the fast, I still didn't know what to do. But two days later, I came in here to pray. And out of my spirit came, which was the prophetic word. So we got the written word. Holy Spirit said, if it ain't bore fruit, let it go. Third word. When I had my apartment, oh, okay, I'm released. I ain't been able to go back. Three times God showed me, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Why is it so important? Because the future of where freedom goes was in that. The, fr the future of my life was in that. The future of my money was in that. The future of your life is in that. But I have an, I have an encouraging word to you about God's building right now. I came into prayer last night, and Andy and Rhonda shared something God's doing for them in the natural, you know. And we got our floors fixed, natural. Getting carpet here, natural, which is a promise that was birthed and took a lot of birthing to get the money for. Took a lot of birthing to get the money for the building to be paid off in two years uptown. Somebody stood in the gap and then come in here in the natural and God said, it's time to give to that building. It's because it was birthed in prayer that the money flowed. Woo. One time when we didn't have any money, me and my husband, you know, had kids, dentists, braces, all that. I remember sitting, I remember, Mama was pastoring and I don't know, the Holy Spirit started leading me to pray and fast on Saturday. So I was at home by myself, and I was in the office, sitting in a chair, and I said, God, do something in our money. And I just spent time with the Lord, birthing the way I knew how. I didn't know how. God, and I saw a vision. And I saw like in the natural, a, a natural father sitting behind a desk, a millionaire, billionaire. And I'm sitting there with the need, and he wrote out a check. That's the prophetic word. So did we have money the next day? No. But I stood on it. God, I saw you. I saw you writing out that check. Money was coming, God. And you know, we ain't never been broke since. We have never been broke since because that was birthed through intimacy, through prayer, with the door closed in the place with God, the secret place. He said, you go in that secret place, Psalms 139, 16. He said, and I wrote a book about you, what you're supposed to do. Why? Because it was birthed. 
Saul was out to kill David, and David wrote a song. He wrote his petition to God to help him, deliver him. Saul had sent, the, sent his men to David's house to watch and see when Saul could kill David. And David didn't choose evil. He chose good, and he just went in there and wrote God a song and sang it to him and helped me, deliver me. Come help me, God. He birthed the deliverance forth. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. God needs a partner. So my message today is, will you stand in the gap? Stop what you're doing and stand in the gap. Because that's what Jesus did. He stopped what he was doing in heaven, and he came down here and stood in the gap by putting on righteousness. Putting, how did he put on righteousness? He chose God instead of the cockatrice eggs. <laughs> he, he chose God instead of evil. Because the Bible said, render not evil with evil. Somebody said, I, I wasn't going to do evil to them. Yes, anything that is against the word of God. If you're paying people back and you think you're justified in it, that's evil. When you read Isaiah 58, when he says, this is why I fast, so I don't hide my flesh from me, it talks about you know your own iniquity well. The Bible says we already know. We know our iniquity well. We know what's not right in me. <clears throat> and I can choose righteousness by putting on the breastplate of righteousness, putting on him because I can't be righteous. Mine's filthy rags, so I put on him. But he's saying today that we have a choice. He's saying to these people in this ministry, we have a choice. Will we pray? Will we intercede? Do we see our city in sin? Do we see our nation in sin? Do we see our church not full? Do we see people sick? Because when they came out of Egypt, see, I don't know, for some reason, I'm thinking the big picture, and I'm thinking they all came out of Egypt not sick and had money. No, they all didn't come out. In fact, most of them died in the wilderness. Sick, griping, complaining. The only ones that came out was the ones that said, I'm going to go take them giants. Woo! The only ones that came out with Josh and Caleb was the ones that crossed the Red Sea and was going in there to take their land. That's the ones that came out. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, it wasn't everybody. But he said, if you'll come out and you'll go take those giants down, and sometimes we think we can't, but God wouldn't have told us we could if we couldn't do it. I realized that's my purpose on earth. When I was 12, I was fasting for three days. I didn't make it to whole three, though, because I tried to walk around the park. I remember when I was younger, 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 and my mama and my aunts was in the other room, and some of them were drinking. I never heard about God that I know of. And I looked at my cousin Rhonda. I said, let's pray for our mamas. And I got side of the bed all night. That was my call. You know you're called by your childhood a lot of times. Things that seem to stand out, you know. And I'm like, how, did, how do we do that? God, save our mamas. Don't let them drink. And my mama was raised up to be a mighty warrior of God. Mighty. And I know I wasn't the only one her mama prayed for. I'm just saying. Go back to the things, the, the encounters, like I had this encounter.
So God told me, you can come home, but this is what you do. Stop what you do. Is it watching Netflix? Is it sitting around eating bonbons? Is it, what is it that takes up all of our time? Can we pray 59 minutes? 59 minutes. Woo! Shaka basate. God needs a partner. He said, he said, be a partaker of my divine nature. Why does he need a partner? Because he's not on the earth. Jesus isn't on the earth anymore. Holy Spirit's a spirit. He's got to come through our voice. He said, you're going to create things with your mouth. And if nothing comes out of your mouth, it's not birth. If nothing comes out of your mouth, God can't tell the angels, which are ministering spirits, take what they said and do it. He don't tell angels, just go do it. I don't guess, but I, the Bible says that they're ministering spirits to us and that they take the word of God. He said his word won't return void. So if I can ever get his word on it. And I keep feeling people thinking it's too hard. We just come against that right now in the name of Jesus. What The Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. What's happening to our sons and daughters is hard. And that hard multiplies like the cockatrices. It doesn't never stop. It goes on into their children and their children and their children. Monica, come here and let me pray for you. He said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. How long do I do it? Till the enemies are made his footstool. Yes. Probably till we go to heaven is how long we do it. He said that in, in Psalms 115:16, he said, The heavens belong to God, but I give the earth to men. What are we supposed to do with it? Stand in the gap. <laughs> he said, If you'll do these things, after one of the fasts, it says, Nothing's going to separate you from the love of God. Nothing will anyway, but that's one of the things we get. No principality, no power, no spiritual weakness, no enemy attacking your family, your home. Are you tired of being sick? I'm tired of the enemy coming in and doing what he wants with my family. So me being saved is not doing it. Me just being saved is not bringing them in. Shakataba. He called us little gods. Why? He knew he needed an intercessor on the earth. I believe it's one of the greatest calls to intercede because it's going to bring the change. You can preach me the word all day, and if the Spirit ain't behind it because you prayed, I probably don't want to hear it because it's not going to produce anything in me. It's going to produce your flesh. I got enough flesh of my own. I don't want to hear flesh. I want to hear spirit because the law is with the flesh and the spirit gives life. Yeah, 
God said to come forth and birth those souls. He said he don't care if nobody else is doing it. He said for you not to care if anybody else is doing it. He said because you're the one. You're the one that's supposed to be in the forefront praying for the souls for this ministry. You're the one that's supposed to stand in the gap. And he says you do, but increase your faith through fasting and prayer. Commit to him 59 minutes a day in Jesus' name. Isn't that interesting, 59? Do you know 59 don't really need anything because it's divided by itself, by one? I don't understand all that. But I looked up what 59 means. Deep spiritual change. It means you're on the verge of achieving a higher purpose. Your highest purpose. It signifies adventure. Prayer is adventure. It is. Prayer is adventure. Compassion and curiosity. Also, it makes you curious. God, are you going to do it? God, I want to see you do it. God, I've seen all these other things happen, but these things haven't yet. I want to see it, God. I don't want to go to heaven and not see the full potential of what you could do. Shaka Sate. Woo! It symbols inner life, prioritizing ideas and dreams. 59. The position of it means wholeness, complete number. It represents ascension, something higher than you. Biblically, it means a jealous God. He said, choose. Choose. We choose righteousness over evil, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I wanted to read. There's a couple of scriptures, and then I'll be through. Will you stand in the gap? It's not what you're doing in the natural, because it's not producing anything. It's not producing anything. You know what I mean when I say that? Like, if you got 24 hours a day, you spend 23 doing natural things. Can you, can you pray 59 minutes? <sighs> Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. I'll read these couple things. and I don't know that I'll pray with people today. I think it's something we can think on. Because I got to go move my stuff home. And then I'm going to set up a time here to do that kind of prayer. But I'm not. I'm not going to make it long for people, and it's going to be by your choice. But that's what it's going to be. It's going to be standing in the gap and pulling this stuff off of our children and off our city. Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. This is what will happen if you'll do this. I'll go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I'll break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Those strongholds, those things. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded the eyes. He's got some of our kids' eyes blinded right now. And I'll give thee the treasures of darkness, because we're in the secret place, and hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which shall call thee by thy name, am the God of uh, Israel. Amen. He said in Exodus 13, 5, he said, I'll give you a land flowing with milk and honey. 
but you got to drive the giants out. And I can tell you by experience, if you don't drive the, that one thing to keep you from your highest place, position, that last straw, it, it'll overtake you. The Bible says it will. If it's pride, you'll die in pride. If it's unbelief, you'll die without seeing your promises. If it's sin, you'll die early. <laughs> Most of the time. Ezekiel 22, 30 through 31. God said, let's look at it so y'all can see it. Everybody tell me when you turn there. Ezekiel 22, verse 30 through 31. There are most people there. God said, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, to make up the hedge before me for the land. He didn't say for ourselves. Standing in the gap is not praying for yourself. Ooh. So if I'm still praying for myself all the time, I hadn't stood in the gap yet. It's standing for someone else. And then God will meet all your needs. We know how he is. He's a seed kind of God, isn't he? To make up the hedge before me for the land, not to be destroyed. And he found none. Goodness. But you know what? I believe he's finding some today. I believe he's found some here already. I see people at the altar all the time when I come here. I remember Mama coming and telling us one time, she said, I see some of y'all, you just keep hitting at something. You just keep hitting it, but it never moves. Hitting, 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 hitting. And I didn't get it then, but I kind of got it. I think I might have got a little bit of it. Oh, these kind come out by prayer and fasting. Because I'm hitting it and it don't move. I'm hitting it and it don't move. I'm hitting it. Some things just happen, but some things come out by prayer and fasting. Amen? I remember us fasting on Friday nights, 12 hours. Well, we, we thought we was something. I think we really was, though. But she, she headed us over to that door. We was going to pray for West Cross. We are going to pray the addicts down. We are going to pray the drug lords down. And they're not just there, I mean. But she knew something that was going on at the time. <clears throat> we started going towards that door and she said, ah, y'all ain't ready for this yet. <laughs> it's funny. But I believe after 20-something years, we're ready. <laughs> Why? Because she knew there was some strongholds in the land, some giants, and we had to get over ourselves. We had to get over self-serving, self-awareness, self-idol, self-self-self-self-self-self. Amen. I remember standing in my kitchen one time, and I was cooking and everything, and all of a sudden, the spirit of intercession came on me because I was already worshiping. So I like to do it like that. I'm already worshiping. Then the spirit rises up. God, I pray for Mr. Bannister. And I saw something in the spirit, and I called Pastor Pinson. I said, I love prayer. She said, I Oh, Annie, I wish everybody felt like that. But I saw that I could see things in the spirit. 
and pull them down. Even when I didn't know what I was doing. So you don't have to know. You just have to let the Spirit pray through you. You have to connect with God and let Him. Oh. And then when you don't know what to do, God, what do you want to pray? I don't know what to pray. Oh. <laughs> oh. And I see increase in people that pray. I see. Because what, was there a store in the mall called The Gap? It was very expensive, very prosperous. So we're standing in the gap. Maybe we'll be prosperous. Amen. Well, God, we just give you praise today, and we thank you for this word. You said, would you stop what you're doing and stand in the gap? Thank you, Lord, that we see through Isaiah. We see Isaiah 58, how to do it. We see Isaiah 59, you couldn't find many. You couldn't find none. We see Isaiah 60, what we're going to get out of it. God, I just thank you, Lord, that you just raise up intercessors, raise up people that's willing to pray for somebody else, to pray for their land. He said, will you come before me for your land? Will you come before me before it's totally destroyed? We saw a building on Tim's video. He worked 12 hours, and I had supper ready, and he said, I'm going to stay and watch this building fall. And my natural mind, man, I've been cooking took me two hours to cook these pork chops, which it did, because I was baking them. <laughs> I'm making cookies, and I'm like, but when I saw his video, and that building just went, uh, is the biggest one at the mill? What'd you say? Huh? Second tallest. It was so cool. It just went, y'all ought to watch his video. <laughs> A stronghold came down. I said, why are they tearing it down? He said, because it costs them to leave it up. They had to pay taxes. There's a cost. So let's tear these things down that costing us something. Tear these idols down. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It takes time. That sign over there, you know, that sign by the snow cone shop. Part of it's happened because they've sold it, and I thought, thank God. But Tim said, I don't know if they'll tear that down. And I'm, but I saw, see, a couple, I saw a long time ago an angel on both sides and pushed it straight down because that's the first thing you see in the city. So I stand on it every time I go by. So y'all stand on it every time you go by. Angels are tearing that down. Well, I got to travail again because that hadn't happened. You know what I'm saying? So, God, we thank you for teaching us, Lord. And I thank you for this body. I thank you for what's going to happen today in this service. I thank you as they thank you, as they thank you, Lord, through worship and praise and adoration. God, that, that you do something in their inner man, like the number 59, where there's a deep change in us, God. Something changes on the inside so it can manifest on the outside. That's prophetic right there. Something's got to happen on the inside so we can change on the outside. We thank you for that work, God, and we give you praise. And I thank you for that dream. And I thank you for bringing me home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.